Hi guys, welcome back to Musings of the Heart. It's your girl Elizabeth, aka That Nigerian Muse, welcoming you back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have one of the closest people to me in the world, my girl Oni. Welcome to the podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Hello everyone. Hello Yano. Um my name is Oinda, <laughs> and I guess Yendo and I are friends. No, no, I guess I'm just kidding. We're really good wow. friends. Just imagine, she even calls me Yendo. That like after nobody knows me really to like call me. So that's how deep our friendship is. And here she's and I guess I corrected yeah. myself. You know, I was just I was just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, you know, all of the great achievements. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, my name is Oinda. Um, I'm from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a graduate student here in the US. Um, like everyone in my generation, I have an Instagram and <laughs> I blog every now and then. Um, I, I'm really like into like fitness, but mm. not like obsessively into it. Like I like I to keep healthy, workout, and since I like food, I try to look for like healthy, you know, alternatives to the foods I like. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's that, and I love to try out new cuisines. Like I would eat anything except like creeping things. So you eat raw food too. Um, yeah, miss me with raw sushi. No, okay. I can't. Let's just run you real quick. Except with raw sushi and things okay. like snakes. If you eat snakes, I'm judging you. But <laughs> I know there was a reason we were friends. Like, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, and one thing she did not mention is that she is a soon to be pharmacist. Hey. I deliberately left that out, but okay. I mean, but I don't know why you were leaving it out. Like, <laughs> excuse me, madam. <laughs> why? <laughs> but, anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you for gracing us with your awesome presence. Well, thank you for you know, <laughs> inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really touched. I feel very special. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Anywho, so today's topic of discussion is about is in light of you know the recent happenings that have been going on now uh, in this month. I mean, everything has happened in the month of May, right? Yeah, yeah, all in this month. We're talking about the elephant in the room, the issue of racism. AK um slash police brutality slash what else? What's what else can we call this nonsense? Um I mean injustice. Mm-hmm. And just racial issues basically. <sighs> First of all, before we even start, how are you doing? Um much better than I was doing at the beginning of the week. So that's a win that I'm thankful for. Um, yeah, but I'm still really trying to, what's it called, find a 
find my normal emotionally. Um, mm. But yeah, how are you doing? I think like you, I'm definitely in a much better space. And like I discussed with some friends yesterday, like I think just distracting myself has worked really hard. As as I don't know, I don't want to sound like um, I don't care, but I just had to distance myself a little bit from all of the happenings just to have some sense of like stability because usually right when you hear about this things you get enraged and whatever and i actually watched the video and that just really shook me so it, i just had to like take a moment and like okay we're gonna distract ourselves and just focus on maybe funny things just to clear my mind which may not be the right attitude to have but that was just something i had to do so right now i am much better i'm still not losing um focus on this important matter because the more we distract us even though i'm distracting myself i'm still not like you know not being cognizant of the fact that this is something that really needs to be addressed so yeah long story short i am at a better place right now that's good that's good i mean i don't think there's anything wrong in you like you know actively seeking to be okay mentally because mental health is important and definitely the the internet is overloaded now i like i don't think you could open up any of your social media accounts at this point in time without seeing something either like when we get to the virus or the process or like an update on the current situation yeah. and it's not all of us that would agree with the you know updates or how they're handling things or like the new right. cases that spring up you know but and and, and and when you see such things you're going to be triggered so like you actively like choosing to protect your space you know I'm a big advocate of like protect your mental energy and your emotional energy <laughs> yes I do there's only, I know that. there's only so much you have to give and there's only so much that can be taken from you before you like you know become right. you know what's it called try and look for the right word before you become completely numb and you know, um i guess emotionally dead is really what i'm trying to say um so yeah like if if, if, if you have to actively like go look for you know comedy or you know something else then by all means because I mean that's just a good habit to have in, in any situation anyways regardless like you should always look for something positive in any situation all right all right and how have you been processing everything or how are you processing if you're still processing like what are the ways different ways you've been processing just everything that has been going on like the craziness that has just been you know like I don't, I don't even know how to explain the the, the, the craziness but how have you been processing as an individual um, for me honestly at this point I guess this whole scenario has brought out a part of me that I didn't know existed um, <laughs> I mean I knew it existed but like 
it's I knew it existed but I always suppressed it just because I'm like oh I'm a black woman in America I don't my mm-hmm. white colleagues to perceive me in a certain way or like I don't want to come up as that black angry woman or that angry black woman mm-hmm. you know um, yeah but this whole Judge Floyd's case honestly surprisingly I was really numb um, mm. I remember watching the video at first the first time I watched the video I was just kind of like oh crap you know that was my reaction I didn't cry I was not hungry I was just kind of like what the heck like was my reaction like it wasn't like uh, anger in that moment I I was in disbelief I guess is the best way to say because I just Mm. couldn't wrap my head around like did that really happen (laughs) Like, (laughs) like did that really happen like I was just dumbfounded at the fact that like despite cries from the victim and cries from the past um by uh from the bystanders uh, right. bystanders nothing was done and i still could not wrap my head around the fact that like the paramedics came they didn't remove what was obstructing it's is it breathing yeah they just went straight mm-hmm. to check the pulse i was like what you know like even from the medical perspective i was like what um yep Obstruction is right, right. like, like the first thing you should do, sir, <laughs> is remove the obstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was my reaction the, the first day. But I remember waking up the next day and I had class that morning and I was just so numb. And I was just really like depressed. Like there was just like this deep sadness and like anger. That wasn't like it wasn't a violent kind of anger. It was just really like a anger at the system, anger at every single privileged person who could shut down mm. this period, anger at the fact that like I was like I don't think this man is going to get justice because this is America, um, mm. and then just anger at the fact that like I mean I'm a Christian just like you are a Christian too. And I was like, mm. that's God's child. Like, how dare you? Um, right. And then there was this article that I had. Because after the whole Bri- um, Brianna's case, I don't know if I said her name right. After, yeah, I think it's yeah, After a case, I remember like drawing up an article for my blog. But I mm. didn't post it. And I felt really led to write that article. Like, I woke up one day and instead of studying, <laughs> instead of studying because I was going to study ahead for class instead of studying I just felt that burden upon my heart to write that article and then I wrote it but for like yeah. a week and a half it just sat on my laptop because I didn't want to post it because again I was like I'm about to go out on rotations I don't know what kind of preceptors I'm going to get I don't want anybody right. to come and be like you know to come and have <laughs> you know what's it, what's it called to have something out for me preconceived yeah, notions yeah. mm-hmm. I was like apart yeah. from that um, I'm going to be looking for a job next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm black. My name already does not sound white. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, I don't want somebody <laughs> looking me up on the internet and then they'll not see my blog and then I'll be like, ah, we're going to have racial issues yeah. if she comes. Because, you know, I, I would like to think of myself as a pretty chill person and I get along with everyone for the most part. But yeah. I was just vividly aware of the fact that, like, when people inst- like do a Google search of you on social media, and we know how like 
sometimes why people could be uncomfortable with situations i was like i don't want someone to have a preconceived notion of me before even meeting me so right basically the article sat on my laptop for a week and a half but then like that morning i i literally like laid in my bed sad and depressed and for like an hour <laughs> and, and yes. i remember like going to my blog editing a few things and then like putting up that post like that night and i actually posted on my facebook which i haven't done in such a long time like actually went on my facebook to post the status <laughs> um, and uploading that on my instagram that helped elevate something for me just because a lot of my anger was already in that article when i initially drew it up um yeah the only thing that really changed was me really calling out why christians but that's very much it yeah um so that kind of ele- helped elevate my anger a little i think like mm. also honestly um talking to my friends and yeah just like you are actively like looking for something to make you laugh i am like actively throwing myself into school work that's how i mm-hmm. tend to distract myself um yeah i tend to actually like throw myself more into work which is not a good thing because then i'm just going to eventually get burnt out mentally but that's just how i cope <laughs> yeah <laughs> hmm. yeah cuz i actually when you when you um when you published the blog i was able to read it and i actually have it open now too it's just it it's really pretty much sums up a lot of things that i would say like at one of my struggle or like part of the struggles i have when it comes to like this whole discussion and just even being able to talk about it with other people um you the the title for everybody um you can actually go and check out the the post it's um called racism and humanity and um the name of the blog is beautifulmass.com right yeah okay so basically going through the the, the blog it, it's it i don't know how to put it because my next question obviously will be like to to talk about the things we're struggling to understand and i'm just going to put it out there i know a lot of people who listen to this podcast know that i am not i wasn't born in america so i am not your the typical african american like born in america grew up in america i'm nigerian just like you are wayda yeah. right and i know the type of thoughts my preconceived notions of how america works that what i had in mind before coming to america and how that really changed just by like reeducating myself and making sure that i did not stay ignorant about some certain things and how like just the underlying systematic like systemic racism even racism in your face and things like that so and also just how this ties into the gospel and our role as christians when it comes to addressing issues like this i love the fact that you reached out to an audience that are still hesitant to like discuss this matter like because for me that's been one of my strongest um disconnects um 
I, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago, when the same thing happened to both them. Um, who was like an ex-colleague of mine. We went to the same school, Harding University, and it was killed in his apartment. Um, my name is own business. And for me, that was a period where I was like really just filled with all these negative emotions and anger and just not as not loving as I should as, you know, a child of God, not loving my brothers and sisters of the the other race just because of how much I couldn't fathom that people who were created in the same image and the same likeness as God saw people of my race as less than you know so I like the fact that you really dealt with that in the article and I would really encourage whoever is listening to this to check it out read it share it because um, <laughs> there's a lot of like great nuggets and in there but I, let yeah. me just warn you because i've had people unfollow me on social media because of this and i'm like cool we, we should have been friends then. <laughs> yeah i mean if if the truth hurts say ouch <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> if it hurts say ouch but um like you said it's it, you said it in the post and like I read it. It wasn't a hate post or anything. It wasn't a call to violence, which is unfortunately how some people are reacting right now. Um, it's just an awakening, it, like a call to wake up and stand, take a stand. Like, cho- I don't want to say choose a side, but stand for humanity because black, li- black lives matter. And we're not trying to say all lives do not matter. But Oinda, help me think about this. We have different types of cancer, right? Okay. So God forbid, God forbid, somebody has thyroid cancer. The other person has breast cancer. The third person has prostate cancer, right? Obviously, the the person who has thyroid cancer would feel more passionately about their thyroid cancer than they do any other cancers and they might even promote programs that favor thyroid cancer versus all other cancers do we tell the person to shut up (laughs) and be like yeah all Mm -hmm. cancers matter (laughs) don't don't fight for your thyroid cancer or do we tell you know everybody here knows about breast cancer there's the wearing pink for black for breast cancer all of that stuff do we tell them to shut up because every other cancer matters so i think that's something that especially for our brothers and sisters in the lord who are the of another race um white people people of color there are actually people of color who still do not agree that you know things actually need to be changed when it comes to racism in this country so like if people like that are able to access your post and read and actually genuinely self-reflect i think it would be really really important to like have that discussion. I, mean, I sorry, so, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. So I have to disagree That's with okay. you on what you said. I mean, it's not really choose a, choose a side. Um, this is just my opinion. You have mm-hmm. to choose a side, and not in the race. I'm not talking about this in a racial context. I'm talking about this in the mm-hmm. humanity versus human context. 
and up in a justice versus yeah. injustice context. Like you cannot be, okay. you cannot bite the middle when it comes to justice and injustice. You're either for justice mm-hmm. or you're against justice. You know, it's like how like God God talks about like you cannot be lukewarm. You're either hot or cold. You've got to choose one. Like you can't be like. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You're either like, this is what's just, or you just blatantly look away, in which case you're, you're, compl- you're like being complacent and you're really supporting injustice. So um, mm. choose a side. What are you for? Justice or injustice? Racism <laughs> or being humane? Well. Like, choose one. <laughs> well... <laughs> When I was talking about choosing a side, I, I didn't mean it in that aspect. I it was more of like I don't know how to explain it, but like maybe outwardly showing. Um, I don't know how to explain myself, but yeah, definitely choose a side when it comes to that. Like it's either you are for justice or you're not for justice. Like there's no in the middle when we're talking about like those type of sides to choose. But like when we talk about okay, when we talk about engagement, what do you, what does engagement mean to you? Hmm. In what in what context? In this context, like when when we say we want more engagement from like, uh, we're just gonna call it what it is from our white friends. What does that mean to you, and how does that look like to um, you? For me personally. Engagement for me is you using your privilege. And this does not necessarily have to be you making a social media post. Um, I mean, that would be great. <laughs> you also like mm-hmm. signing the petition or calling your you know, law enforcement agencies would also be great. But it's not just that. For me, it's like when you have a co-worker and you ex- and, and, and you what's it called? You witness your co-worker being your your co-worker who is black, by the way. You witness your co-worker who is black being passively profiled by another fellow co-worker who is not black, or your boss who is not black, or even in the in, in that let's just call the black co-worker team, right? So even in Tim's absence. Mm-hmm. If you if if you hear your other co-workers who are white making racial jokes with regards to team, don't keep silent. Call them out. Say something. Mm. Like when you witness, you know, racism, no matter how subtle it might be, whether in the presence of the black person that you know or the black person that you don't know, or even if it's just like racial jokes, you know how people like to make racial jokes? Say something, put a stop yeah. to it, like put a pin in that, like call people out yo you cannot speak like that this is not acceptable anymore this is not the right way to think that for me is even the most powerful form of engagement because even when you call people out it doesn't mean that like they would eat the correction immediately but you've planted that seed yep. you know what I'm saying like and that yeah. goes a long way because at least even even if they don't change, they know that like, yo, I cannot be this way when this person is around. Like, that's what privilege, that's what using your privilege means to me. Like, speak up. 
it doesn't necessarily mm. have to be on social media because people do a lot of things for social media cloud these days uh, so the real life like mm-hmm. engagement is really what matters the most mm. yeah I definitely agree with you and I think uh, above all like we really should also keep in mind that the goal is to like right. promote unity and not to cut like, yeah. further division um, which is why like even though I I am all for protests peaceful protests I don't agree with riots or like mm-hmm. vandalism because we're not we're not we're not trying to like take away the importance right. of this issue so when there is all of this violence um, that is taking place right now we are actually if we don't know we are taking away from how serious and how vital this yeah. issue is and I agree with um, you because like violence is never the answer to anything um, it's like Mm-hmm. If you're going to protest, that's that's good. All well and good. By all means, protest, but do so in a yeah in a peaceful manner. Because like you, when you get violence, you're giving right. them excuses to shoot at you. And I hate, that, but exactly. that's just the reality of the world that we live in. So like people tend to respond to violence mm-hmm. with violence, and we have to keep in mind that like yes, there's a lot of people who do racist stuff and who unfortunately kill black people in the process but we also have to think about the fact that like just because one apple is bad does not make every other apple bad we can read how the 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 bad apples you know and 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 Mm. demand that they be held responsible for their actions but you cannot now take out your anger on people that as good or people who have not been caught in the hat does that make sense like it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're trying to make a case here and it's like you said if once you get violence you take away the focus from the real issue at hand because mm-hmm. now the media focuses on the, right. oh there was a vandalism oh people are burning stuff up you know like and apart from that let's just let's just for one moment take a moment to stop and think about the fact that like insurance doesn't tend to cover a lot of these things number two nope. when you burn nope. people's cars <laughs> when you burn down stars think about the people in that neighborhood they need to go shopping right they the, need food mm-hmm. and they could be but, they're innocent but, of all of these things it's really but, doing nothing to promote exactly, the cause because once you get violent the people are afraid to come out of their homes like you're putting other people's lives at risk once they start shooting, the police starts shooting right. at you, and God forbid you decide to shoot back at them, like innocent people will be caught in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's let's use our senses, people. I hate to put it that way, but protest in a peaceful manner, like because mm. if you protest in a peaceful manner, yes, then if 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 someone decides to get violent with you, you're in the right. Just putting that out yep. there you're in the right you can sue people but if you're out here you know vandal- vandalizing stuff and destroying properties it's a criminal activity you're going to get arrested period mm-hmm. exactly and we're not calling for police not to do their job because they have to keep they have to keep the peace <laughs> that's what that's right. what they're supposed to do i mean it's unfortunate that like sometimes that's mm-hmm. not the case but yeah. again just what like 
a few bad apples does not mean that the entire barrel is mm-hmm. bad yeah because i actually have friends who are in the police force and um they're not you know they're not racist they're not um prejudiced but we also know that there are people in the force that do not that have no business being there just because of how you know their heart is and that brings me to like something that i just that uh, i just had the opportunity to talk about yesterday with a couple of friends about like the police force like this is not the first time this is not the second time this is not the third time we'll see cases of police brutality targeted most spe- more specifically towards people of color so it's safe to say that perhaps the way they're choosing police officers right now is skewed and like probably not the best way and there needs to be more perhaps like vetting process how do people become police officers are the people who go to who eventually become police officers are they educated are they learned or is it like people who and they don't really have like a cult like a number one history do they know their history do they have an appreciation of like multicultural um identities who are the people like that joining it because um i don't want to say i don't want to be stereotypical when i say that it's mostly rednecks and the rural white people that are in the force but um yeah just having more diversity i guess in the police force and also let us see what kind of training are police officers getting like this literally what kind of training are they getting um, what kind of um, racial diversity programs are being entered into their system and also for Christians I believe that um, we need more believers in the police force because at the end of the day this is an this is really a heart issue at I the mean, end of the day oh, oh yeah I was say you're right like I think there should be a much more in-depth vetting process for police officers. I think all police officers should be made to undergo a diversity and, you know, cultural training. I mean, this is not just for police officers mm-hmm. anyways, for every for everybody. <laughs> like, please make them undergo cuz like the things people say out on the streets, you're just like, "What?" <laughs> like you're like, "Oh, so you're educated, but um what <laughs> even still like now your education feels yeah in that regards so. Um, I, so i think like cultural like and sensitivity training should be something that is required for police officers and just every profession but even more so i think that this is really a call to action for and this is just my personal opinion i could be wrong but i think uh-huh. this is a call to action for the police officers as well especially like the um chiefs the police chiefs because uh-huh. one thing i found in common in these police officers is there's usually a history of a complaint against them for being violent there's usually a history uh-huh. of a complaint against them saying they killed someone or they shot someone it's almost always a person of color and i'm not just saying that to right. mean black people only also hispanics but yeah for some reason these police officers are never reprimanded like these cases are always closed or they're always like you know 
no evidence was found or you know there was never any disciplinary action and i think this is a call for police chiefs to like that disciplining your officers if there's a complaint against them with regards to violence take a look into it like actually investigate the matter like i know there's that code but like there's that code amongst police officers but still investigate each other like really really like do a deep investigation to find out like is there another way he could have handled that situation to have a different outcome but that was his only option that was his only because even if that complaint did not lead to someone being shot or someone dying you know because like uh, i mean it's just the way the human mind is wired like it was so evil but at the same time it was so childish <laughs> when you do something bad and you don't get reprimanded for it it gives you the confidence to do it again and again, again and again mm-hmm. i mean think i think back to when i was a kid and like i did bad stuff if i got away with it i was like oh okay i got away with it okay i'm gonna yep. do it again <laughs> you know um <laughs> and even as adults like that tendency is still there so like to discipline your officers i'm not saying you know fire them after one misdemeanor but like if you owe them responsible if you make them go to training if you make them go see a psychologist or something you know we can avoid right. all of this because it's, it's typically a cascade of events and we're not like we're not talking about like the one outlier we're just talking about like in general it's usually a cascade right. of events now I, I would like to single out a case i don't know if you remember the case of the the the, the african-american guy at the park who was like you know out there just to watch birds and um he came in contact with a caucasian female who had her dog and um she was already in the park but her dog was unleashed and i guess the rule of the park was to have your dogs leashed at all times um the guy obviously spoke to her about it told her to you know leash her dogs and her threatening to call the police and her being so confident to mention that she was going to tell the police that an african-american man was threatening her life and her dogs like what are your thoughts on that particular incident and i don't know you know about i remember that incident, right? like yep <laughs> Oh, 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 goodness. <laughs> like the content. I watched the I don't video. Watch I watched the video. it more than once. And that's why I'm laughing because I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> anyways, see, here's the thing. Oh, God, I hate to say it, but. <laughs> what are you laughing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah. Anyways, here's the thing. This lady. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Speak your mind, girl. This Speak lady is basically. A good example of the confidence that mm. white supremacists have because mm. when she was making that call 
even before she made the call, she was like, I'm going to call the place and I'm going to tell them that an African-American male. She said that more than mm-hmm. once before she called the police. I don't remember how many times she said. Yeah. So, like, she, it, was, it was almost like she literally was just the words out like, of my mouth. Like, hey, it, it, it was, you're about no, it. She wasn't taunting him. It was more so she was telling him that, like, I'm white and you're black. How dare you tell me what to do? It was more so like hmm. I telling like it was a warning, like you better behave if I call the cops on you. Then hmm. at least that was how I interpreted it. And then when she now made the call, oh god! Did you hear a voice? The she became like... so hysterical. <laughs> you don't think the guy actually the had the gun? The way she became so hysterical. <laughs> her voice changed. Right. If I didn't, if I didn't say the. The before, I would have legit thought she was in danger. Right? And she was the one walking close and like, she was closer to the guy. Like, I'm like, get, stay two, away from me. Like, I was like, number two, <laughs> ma'am, you were so engrossed with proving the point that you almost killed your dog. strangling your dog. And then, yes, <laughs> yes, like, what's even baffling to me? So she got fired from her job, right? She puts out a statement and she's like, yeah. I'm not racist. This entire encounter has ruined my life. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I don't care that you lost your job. First of all, you're being dramatic again because your life is not ruined. Like, you mm-hmm. still have breath in you. You're not in jail. Even though I clearly, strongly believe that you should be charged. <laughs> but you're not in jail you're sitting your butt at home <laughs> you have a roof over your head <laughs> so your life is not weird you just lost your job you find another one you're a white female this is America um but you're not coming out to say I'm not racist um so what were you like so what were you doing <laughs> Like it's not even like mm. if she had if she had just threatened him like oh, I'm going to call the cops and tell them that email okay cool, but you know fully well what that call could have done to that young man's life. Mm. As yeah, knew, like, like, like it was one of those cops who came here who heard African American male, and then pulled up guns blazing. They would have shot before they asked questions. Your mm-hmm. your 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 what's it called? your call could have led to that man being another statistic and then you say you're mm-hmm. not racist you, you say you were threatened you were the one threatening the young man he was being so respectful and polite to you even during the entire conversation when you were like oh, i'm going to call the cops on the block it was like please do please do like not once in that conversation right. did we hear him use right. a curse word at you not once did we hear him demean you you demeaned him you tried to put him in this place even though I don't know what that place is 